Welcome back to my dad's podcast, season two, My Blackest Challenge National. Follow him on Twitter or Instagram. Hope you enjoy the show. Bye! Nico Mali. listening to my black is transnational my name is dr kalechi bay lambert and coming up on today's episode we'll be having a conversation with the founder and creator of the fashion label dual citizen miss maria ajao who talk about her journey and what inspired her to create this concept this fashion label and what it means to her to be a dual citizen we'll talk about her experiences and we talk about what dual citizenship means for the entire black community and why it's important but before we begin, let's go through our formalities. If this is your first time listening to My Black is Transnational, you can find this podcast on any of your favorite podcast listening apps. And subscribe to it if you like what you hear. It's available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you like to listen to your podcast, you can find this show on there. If you want to know more about the show in its entirety, you can follow us on Instagram at Black Transnational Podcast. You can also check out our website at www.blacktransnational.wixsite.com slash podcast. Okay. You can also follow me personally at blacktransnational underscore. That's my Instagram handle. And we're also on Twitter at mbtransnational. You can also email us finally at blacktransnational17 at gmail.com. So there are tons of ways in which you can get in touch with us if you want to know more about the show, if you want to be a guest on the show for our Let's Just episodes, or you just want to know more about our guests, you want to learn more about them and what they do and get in contact with them. So there's so many things to do on that website as well. I encourage you to check it out. I encourage you to also rate and review the podcast if you like what you hear and provide some feedback for us so that we can be able to make this show better um, for your listening. Um, So, yeah. That's that's pretty much all I got as far as formalities go. So going back to this episode for today, as I mentioned, um, I got an opportunity to meet with Miss Maria Ajao, who is the founder of the fashion label Dual Citizen. And it just became by happenstance that I was able to get connected with her and and have a conversation with her. Our interview actually was the first time that I had a conversation with her this wasn't anyone that I knew prior to um, the show or anything like that didn't have any past relations so this was a very interesting conversation that Maria and I had but I really enjoyed this conversation because it was a very spirited passionate conversation that we had about our upbringing we talk about the whole concept of her becoming a dual citizen what it meant why she was inspired to create this fashion label what her designs mean to her and what she intentionally what she hopes would be the ultimate impact for a dual citizen not just for her people but also for all of our people so i think you all will enjoy the conversation it was very light very very direct but very spirited and passionate and i think it's something that that's usually the type of conversation that i enjoy so without any further ado here is my conversation with Ms. Maria Ajao 
um, founder of Dual Citizen. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to My Black is Transnational. And on today's episode with our special guest, we'll be talking about fashion. And this is a fashion clothing brand company that I've been, as Nigerians would say, we've been shining our eye on. I've been shining my eye on this for a while. Um, it's called Dual Citizen, and we have the creator, the mastermind behind it, Miss Maria Ajao, who will be here to talk with us a little bit about herself and and what inspired all of this so we're just very very excited i've been i had to i had to find some people to find some people to find you my sister so we have we're very <laughs> we're very very fortunate to be able to have you but welcome aboard thank you thank you i appreciate it i'm glad you were able to find me um and i'm pretty sure i wasn't that hard to find um <laughs> Because um, you, you definitely have your own connection. So thank you for having me. And thank you for being persistent and making this happen. Oh, yes. This had to happen because I, I love the concept of dual citizen and what it stands for. But I'm not going to spill the tea too much. What I want is for you to spill the tea and share with our audience. One, if you could just introduce yourself and and if you want to talk a little bit more about the brand as well, that'd be awesome. Well, um, as he has already shared with you, my name is Maria Ajao. I am a dual citizen. Um, the reason for naming my company that um, I was born in Chicago with Nigerian roots, and my grandparents trans. Well, I'm sorry, they um, migrated to Ghana. My father was born there, and uh, just two years ago he was able to file for dual citizenship for me and my younger sister, um, which could have been the best thing my dad has done for me. And I just used it to guide me throughout life and help me connect with my true identity. And again, that's the the foundation of dual citizen. I, I wanted people to have a clothing line that allows them to embrace their roots know their identity and value their culture because it's very important um, to be able to navigate through this thing we're doing and what it is called life. So that's what we have here today. Um, and during nine to five, I am a healthcare professional. I'm a supervisor at um, Blue Cross Blue Shield over our call center. Um, and healthcare is something that I'm also very passionate about helping people navigate through the complexities of healthcare and be able to find um, cost-effective resources so that they can get um, good quality means for themselves. That's awesome. So you are you, you have the brand, but you also work for Blue Cross Blue Shield, so you're in the health profession. That's fantastic. But I think something that stood out to me, what you just said right now, and that I want to kind of dig into, is the idea of how you felt that the dual citizenship and if correct me if I'm wrong, it's with with Ghana, right? Not Nigeria. Yes. Yes. I have dual citizenship in Ghana. Okay, fantastic. So then how did that you said it guided you throughout your life and I wanna know a little bit more about that. Like how was your upbringing being born in Chicago but having this connection to Ghana and Africa and this dual citizenship that just happened, how did it affect you as you were growing up with your sister and all that and your family? So growing up in 
Chicago was quite challenging because you try to fit into different um, groups and cliques because you just don't know how to identify yourself. Um, and I'm speaking on behalf of myself. You know, you know, for me, I knew I was African. Right. But also, I'm also being in Chicago, I'm identifying myself as an African-American. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of confused at which way do I go? You know, what do I, who do I introduce myself as? Right. So as I got older, um, and this was 2015, I had the opportunity to travel to Ghana as an adult. Mm-hmm. And at that time, again, I didn't have my dual citizenship. But when I say I, that moment I stepped off the airplane, it was like, wow. It was like the wind kind of just told me, this is who you are. You know, you this, this is where your roots are, and you don't have to be confused about who you are anymore. You can confidently say that you are a Nigerian, Ghanaian, American. Um, you know, we grow up and we hear, um, we, we're called names such as African booty scratcher, and it, it kind of intimidates you. So you're, you you don't want to tell people, well, yeah, I'm from Africa. I'm, I actually have roots. I know where I am. And you kind of put on this you know, show that, you know, no, don't call me African. I don't, you you think it's bad, but, you know, traveling to Africa now, it made me proud of who I am. And the the dual citizenship made it even powerful. Like I can just get up any day. I don't have to have any visa issues. You know, I can embrace myself the way I want to, you know, have conversations about, you know, where I'm from and people are engaged and intrigued and they want to know more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I think you said something powerful as far as stepping off that plane and you see people that look like you, that have names. Look exactly like me. Have names (laughs) similar to you. Right. There's no, there's no making fun of an Ajao because that's even, they might even be more deeper, more complex names to pronounce there. And, and also, there's nothing wrong in knowing that, like, yo, you have the best of both worlds, right? Like, there's, 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 there's special, there's a special uniqueness to, to that. But I think that pride, you, you get that pride knowing that, yo, like, this is home. Like, you don't feel yeah. lost. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's beautiful. So, so then, so you went to Ghana, and Ghana's love. Like, Ghana's love. Like, what was that like for you going back to Ghana? Ghana is mad love. No, it is. Uh, it's, it's, you know, People think sometimes, you know, I go for just the turn up. Yes, that's one of the reasons because this, I always go during the holiday time, course, December, and the turn up is mad real. Yeah. I enjoy myself from the moment I step off the plane to that final hour of me returning back to the States. But it's a reset button for me. I'm able to recharge, mm-hmm. refuel, get my mind right, you know put my goals down on paper and know that I'm coming back to the States to execute. Mm. And that's, that's what I love about Ghana, that there is peace there. You know, you don't have to worry about there being a schedule regimen, you know, here in the States, you you know, you're going to wake up, go to work, Mm. come home and do it all over again. Mm. But in Ghana, you just go with the flow and there's so much love. You just, 
and creativity and you learn you're learning something new every day from everyone if the, if they embrace you you know it's all just you just soak it all in mm-hmm. from from the sun to the sand when you go into the beach it's just it's just everything i mean i think i think you speak in real talk because i I mean, I know when I go to Nigeria, sometimes it's like, man, like you just get to appreciate your entire surrounding. You know that you can just take things slow. You ain't got to worry about the hustle and bustle. Yeah. And, expectations and, and you and you said a good word. You said appreciate. You know, mm-hmm. I appreciate who I am even more being able to travel to Ghana. Absolutely. And, and I think so then, you know, before I, I wanted to trace it back and talk about the unbringing, but I want to move a little forward because I think this, when you talk about the word creativity and allows you to just kind of continue to expand your creativity, your creative horizon, you just, so like why a clothing brand? Like why be inspired for a clothing company instead of something else to be able to continue to perpetuate this message of, you know, appreciation, appreciation of your homeland and the diaspora? Like, but why did you have to make a fashion statement with this like i want to know about that you you hit the head you you, you said the correct word i i wanted to use t-shirts because i believe t-shirts are a statement piece mm-hmm. okay. um you just go with it you you can dress it up you can dress it down even in my professional career i wear my t-shirts to work um i throw a blazer on and i just felt that was the easiest way to bring Africans in the motherland and Africans in the diaspora together. And, and I'll tell you, it's working. I have had people purchase several shirts and go out of the country and inbox me and say, and tell me these t-shirts spark so much conversation. Mm. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm. And that was what I wanted to do. And I I had no idea that it was going to become of this. Um, The first shirt I created was my Jell-Off Hennessy Afrobeat shirt. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I just said, this is what I'm going to do. And when I say, when people order that shirt, um, I get so happy. And I don't know why I get happier when, I, I mean, I have so many shirts in my collection, but it's just that shirt. That makes me so happy. I mean, I, that's that's a definitely a, a, a popular one. That was the first one that I saw, and I was like, "Yo, this is dope." <laughs> but it is a conversation <laughs> starter, and I think I'm starting to see more of the um, the different types of messaging that's being put on the shirt. So then that kind of brings me back to what I was going to talk about, as far as bringing the diaspora, um, black immigrants, and the Africans from the motherland. But have you noticed growing up that there was some, what was the dynamic like between being, you know, um, African immigrant compared to your interactions with African Americans that were here, growing up in Chicago, you said you had to kind of figure out who you were and you, some people were trying to deny their, their African identity, but you know, as you get older, you're, you're claiming it. But what was, what do you think the relationship was like between all these black groups in Chicago, wherever you're at? I think um, there's still some struggles, but I believe because of what's being advertised and what people are seeing on TV and, you know, 
things are coming together for the greater good. Um, I think Africa, as we all know, was probably known as it was dark mm -hmm. because of what they're what they're seeing on TV. You know, um, they have kids with flies on their faces. You know, they see different movies with huts and mm -hmm. mud everywhere. Mm -hmm. But now, um, you know, you have the music where people are listening and it makes them want to be more exposed to, you know, Africa. And even like, because people like myself are accepting, you know, their roots and accepting where they're com they came from, you know, it allows people to really embrace it as well and, and think and do their own research and say to themselves, Africa isn't bad. You know, I just don't know enough. So it allows them to do their own, you know, research and education on their own. You know, you have podcasts like yours that are, you know, empowering people to accept their blackness and their blackness not just being, you know, where they're the blackness within the community, but deeper in their roots, and that's Africa. And I think we need to be able to continue to encourage more people to, mm -hmm. to learn more about Africa and know that we're more than just huts and more than just what we or what researchers call as this poverty porn, where as you mentioned, mm -hmm. you got these kids with the with the fly that's glued to their left eye and and yes. you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's all. Or you know, begging is. for money. Yeah, Africa yeah. is a third world poor country. No, Africa is very rich. Very Other rich. countries actually, um, and 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 we keep talking about Africa. Yes, Africa is a continent with 54 countries in it, but it's very rich. Mm -hmm. um, you know, every country in Africa has something to offer, and there are other countries out here that go that are taken from you know Africa because they're trying to develop their own you know development and infrastructure so Africa is not poor at all you know you go there you eat the food you're you're fully nourished you feel good mm -hmm. you know you walk around free the air everything it's it's just an amazing place to be you know I, I just if I could move there today, I would definitely move to Ghana. Really? I I would indeed. I will pack up and go. That's great. That's work. Like that's dope. Because you know, I always tell people that like I will. You know, I always say I'll work for Nigeria, but I, I'll retire in Ghana. That's just how I feel because I think Ghana is such a an amazing like serene, relaxing, mm -hmm. fun place to be. Like you get the relaxation and you get to chill. Yes. But they also come alive, especially at night. Like it's, it's just, it has a fun nightlife and it's, you know, it's not as, not as rowdy, you know, um, but <laughs> I I think I agree with you. Like I would, man, Ghana is the spot. If I had, if I had it my way, I would definitely go and move to Ghana at some point towards the end of my career. But it's just interesting that you're, you're another person that I've heard say that you know which i find very very fun to hear um so now so then okay so how are you balancing you know the brand and then also the job and like how did it tie into like your family and how are they supporting of the the, the new company that you created so it's not easy juggling both um 
I work in a call center environment, and it's very demanding. And again, I'm working on a new product, a new program. You know, healthcare is ever-changing. So you have to keep up with the guidelines, policies. I have to be able to speak to different clients about the programs that we're offering to their uh, employees. And when I leave from work, I still have to have fuel to work on dual citizen Mm -hmm. because that's, that's for me. And it's also for my people. And I want to be able to give them good quality, um, fashionable items where they feel confident and they can go out and just feel good about themselves. So it's it's not easy at all, but I make time for it because if I don't do it, who will? Right. Right. Um, I, I plan my schedule where, you know, most Fridays are my production day. Um, I, I have different shops where I go and, and I just get to work, you know, I pull up my laptop and, you know, I have my printers that, you know, I schedule appointments with them. So I definitely have a small team. Um, sometimes I def- I look to my some of my friends, my close friends, my best friends and my sister to kind of, what you think about this idea? You think the people would like it? And some will say, no, I'm not sure about that. And when they like something, they really like it, and they're bugging me to release as soon as possible. But it's definitely a process. Um, and my family, you know, they support it. They love it. Uh, my dad, you know, he's in Ghana, so he's always sending me a text message. Do you think you can send me some shirts to um, to Ghana so I can be wearing it when I'm walking around? That's and cool. people know that my daughter has a business called Dual Citizen. And I, I just think that's so... That's so cute, and it, it keeps me going. You know, my mom, she's always calling, how's business? I need some more shirts. She needs, She's a nurse, so she wears a lot of my shirts under her scrubs. Wow. But everybody enjoys it, you know. If they're, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of my best friends, they ask me, can I customize shirts for them? But they want people to know that it's, it's uh, African wear. You know, someone from Africa is making it, and, and I appreciate it. So have you thought about, I know I've seen some of it and, and I know you can find more of the fashion for our listeners. You can find more on Dual Citizen and by following it on Instagram for sure. But have you considered taking it or transitioning into like African cloth, like the fabric? I have. Okay. I have. And that's one of my goals. I'm actually going to Ghana in December and, you know, I want to do some some research, get fabric, and you kind of intertwine it all. Um, I definitely have some new ideas coming up, so, you know, stay tuned, more to come. This is just the beginning, you know. um, Dual Citizen is not perfect, so I'm definitely going with the beat, and, and I just hope people continue to work with me and vibe with me as Dual Citizen continues to grow. I think they will. I definitely, uh, I definitely do. And I want to know, what do you think will be the, what do you want to be the ultimate impact of dual citizen? Like, what do you, when it's all said and done, once you reach your, your pinnacle, what do you think, like, would be the best thing that you got out of this experience? I 
I want people to be able to say, because of this clothing line, because of this platform, I decided to travel back to Africa and find my roots. Mm. I'm proud of who I am. We can all come together um, and unite with one another and continue to create more products. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have people purchase my uh, items, and next thing you know, two weeks later, they're making blogs about my clothing line without me even asking. So everything that I want to happen is already happening. I just want it to be greater. Mm. Um, this this clothing line is just not for me. It's for everyone that looks for me, looks like me. And I want people to be able to feel that way. You know, we come from greatness. You know, Africa is so great. It's so powerful. You know, our ancestors suffered so much for us to use the tools that they left behind for us. Why not continue to create more greatness? And, and that's what I want people to realize, that we come from greatness. We have so create too much creativity to work from. You know, we're kings and queens. You know, you're my sister. I'm your brother. Despite you knowing directly where your roots come from, you and I are no different. And do you think that, like, you're getting a lot of pull from the African-American community with this with uh, dual citizen so far? Surprisingly, you know, African-Americans, I, I wake up every day. And to an uh, uh, a purchase, you know, from an African American, or I, I have African Americans, you know, they they interact with me more, mm. and I love it. I, I love it because I feel like they've been waiting for this moment for someone like me who has African roots to embrace them, because you know we always hear this: Africans don't, you know, Nigerians, Ghanaians. You know, people from Togo, Senegalese people don't like Black Americans, African Americans. But that's not the case at all. You know, I know I don't. I love them. You know, I love that I can learn some of their, their culture and you know, and in turn teach them our culture. And we can both accept that it's the same. We we have some of the same traditions, you know, some African tra- traditions can be more stern, but it's all the same. And I, I just accept that and I love that they just feel welcome now. And at first they didn't. Yeah. I think we're moving towards, as I mentioned before, and I had a conversation in another um, interview that we're, we're moving towards a, a, a day and age where I think we're going to slowly but surely, we're going to start realizing that we have so much more in common than the the media or whatever perceives us yes. to be because I think we've been, our vision, our perceptions have been contaminated because people make it, people make it seem like we're really, really different. And yes, we may have yes. some stricter cultures and things like that, but even nowadays, as we are getting older and our parents are getting older, they starting to realize mm-hmm. that, yeah, it ain't it ain't as it ain't as far fetched to think that we're we're really on the same boat. Um, with our exactly. sisters from you know here in America, 
but I really do. I really like the fact that people are gravitating to your to the brand because that whole concept of dual citizenship is is powerful. And even the name itself, in my opinion, just having that out there, front, blast, and center, like it's dual citizen. That you there's more to it than just being here in America. Like you can, yeah. There's power to going back to Africa, and you don't have to go back and live there. But there's power to knowing that you can build a connection with Africa yes. and there's so much like you said richness and it may not necessarily come in the form of money all the time but just this rich culture this rich resources, rich culture you know you can really you can build something there if you open yourself to embracing mm-hmm. what Africa has to offer and I think Africa will also embrace you in return and that's I mean like you said that's why you're doing what you're doing that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because mm-hmm. you know I think growing up we were told something. We were told to feel bad, you know, about who we were. We were, you know, feeling ashamed of it because we had these names. They called us African booty scratchers. Our parents had yes. accents, you know, and our parents were loud, <laughs> whatever. But loud, you know. <laughs> you know, I remember being in elementary school. I can't remember. I can't uh, think of the name of the hairstyle, but um, they used to thread my hair. Oh, and I, I would be is. so embarrassed. Like, why are you making me go to school like this? They're going to laugh at me. I, I won't have is. any friends. But now I'm seeing people walk the streets with their hair like that. And I say, and, and sometimes I look at myself, I say, shame on me. Mm-hmm. Shame on me for not embracing the culture and, you know, the look that my parents were trying to you know, give me, you know, make me be unique. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, you you can't tell me anything. I I, I, I want to, I, what can I do to look more African? Right. You know, I like, let. can I stay in the sun a little bit more? Can I be darker? You know, I used <laughs> to be ashamed of my skin tone, but like we keep saying, there's, there's richness in our skin tone. There's richness in our complexion. There's richness in our names and everything that we are associated with. And like you said, I'm just happy that, you know, people are gravitating to the motherland. One of my best friends, she traveled to Nigeria, I believe two years ago, and she's a totally different person. Mm. She's all about culture. You know, she loves Afrobeats. She even sends me uh, songs. Like, have you heard the song? Yes, I have. Thank you for sharing, though. Um, you know, she's asked, can you give me a Nigerian name or a Ghanaian name? And I love it. You know, I love that my friends can feel comfortable. You know, if they come to, you know, African functions, they're asking, you know, please, can I have some jollof rice? You know, I want to have that. One of my other best friends, she had um, a Juneteenth celebration. Mm-hmm. She told me, I want you to make jollof rice. Bring jollof rice, please. Wow. And she had played Afro beats throughout the entire event. Wow. And okay. I just felt loved. You know, I couldn't ask for a better tribe that's willing to work on themselves, you know, embrace who I am. You know, when I'm going to Ghana, they're asking, can you send me pictures? Can you bring me some material, I want to get something made, can you bring me an artifact, you know, teach me more, you know, can you share some of your language, 
with me, it's it's amazing. It's what amazing what me starting this dual citizen company has created. Yeah, I, I think you spoke beautifully to just everything as far as embracing the culture and what people are doing now. Because when you're speaking, I start to think about my upbringing and you talked about the threaded hair. And I just started thinking about all the things, you know, what I research on, what I do as far as this whole concept of transnationalism being that people are preserving your culture here, but also Mm -hmm. connecting and staying connected back to the native homeland, whether it be Ghana, Africa, and Togo, and Nigeria, you know, and, what I start to realize in retrospect is that, like, my mom seeing them, like, they would do things to try to make me f- remember home, right? All those things, yes. the clothes, the food, like, all those things were things that they were trying to do to make me remain Nigerian or Ghanaian in America. Like, they, you know, trying to do their best to preserve the culture. But growing up, you weren't really thinking about trying to preserve culture. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to make it in society. You're trying to have friends. You're trying to, you know, be socially be accepted. accepted. Right. Yep. And, you know, by the time we get to a certain age and, we, and the wisdom kicks in and you start to realize, like, man, like, they were trying to instill in us something that they don't have, like the others don't mm-hmm. have. And the others will be exactly. seeking they'll be looking for it once they get to the age that we're in now. Like right now they tease it and they're sleeping, but by the time they get older, what you have that we're trying to show you to display to the world is what they'll be looking for. And that's something that I didn't get until like now, <laughs> you know, until a couple you're, of years You're back. definitely right. You know, we talk about childhood. I remember um, growing up, um, my father's older brother, which we refer to him as Big Daddy. We don't call him Uncle or Uncle whatever his name is, but Big Daddy because out of respect. And he used to come, anytime he came around, we would have to kneel down, you know. And at first, not knowing any better, I I would think it was a form of slavery. Like, why are you making me kneel down to you? Who are you? Mm -hmm. But it's a sign of respect. It's culture, you know. It's, it's, it's necessary, you know, we have to know, you know, respect our elders to know that's that's what's important because nowadays you walk around and you see, you know, the, the youth and the teenagers, they have no respect for, you know, those that come before them. And it just makes me think back and how I used to be defiant. No, I'm not yelling down. I'm not doing that. But now you... you if I see, I'm running to the door when I see Big Daddy. I'm kneeling <laughs> down. Yes, I respect you. This is my culture because I want someone behind me to see that and say, "Wow, that's that's what's up." Right. And that's how I want to. I want my children to be able to grow up and respect me that way, or you know, the youth on the street to have that same rapport with me. Right, right, and it's perpetuated by you have to show that you have to model that behavior, mm-hmm. right? And exactly. I, and you know, it's interesting because my wife had a very similar reaction initially when she didn't understand, especially with our daughter, you know, like I was very big on like my daughter doesn't have to prostrate for me or anything like that, but I'm very yeah. big on like yes sir, yes my type thing, right? Like so for for you know, initially my wife was like, Why is it that big of a deal? Right? Like mm-hmm. why do you have to like when she first met my mom and I'm, I was like 
you know, you have to frustrate a genuflect or something to show a curtsy, whatever you want to call it in your language, but do something to show that you're, you're, you're giving respect. Right. And she was like, wow, like, that's, you know, she was like, that's extra, that's dramatic. And it wasn't until when she went to Nigeria with me and she saw when she came to the village with me and she saw all these other younger, you know, the youth over there, it didn't matter whether they were you know, teenagers, or they were, you know, eight years old, or four or five, when they see her, they were, good morning, ma, good morning, and she was like, yes. oh, like, I get it, like, it's not something that you're just, on, it's not isolating you alone, like, this is something right. that, that you do, therefore, it'll be done unto you as well, and you exactly. want to be able to show that, so, and she started to gain a little bit more of an appreciation for the respect that's being given, and she, you know, so she got it now, but, so she needed that exposure, and some time to really see it, so I, I think I, I, it resonates with me what you're saying because um, the youth, man, it, it's a little scary sometimes to see some to see how some people interact with their parents, and I'm like, oh, go for bit, like I can't, I can't, I can't let that be me oh, over my dead body. But <laughs> I wouldn't be living. I would not be living today. <laughs> exactly, you know. So, um, but but to bring it back, to bring it back, I just want to say. Uh, is there anything else you want to share related to the brand that you think we should know um, or anything that's coming up? What's the future for Dual Citizen? You know, that's a hard question to answer. The mm. future for, the, it's, it's just to keep going, mm. to keep inspiring people, to continue to appreciate our culture, um, recognize the beauty that's in each and every one of us, um, be a platform to unite Africans in the motherland and Africans in the diaspora. Um, you know, I, I, I'm big on community service, so hopefully Dual Citizen can get out there and, you know, do some charity events. Um, you know, do we, we're always doing do, uh, pop-up shops, so if you want to come out and meet me in person, Check my IG, um, and you know I'm very warm and welcoming. I, I I can speak about culture and Africa all day. Um, we're just gonna keep growing. We're gonna keep putting out material um, and doing it for the culture. You know, Africa is already on the map, but we're just gonna make sure it continues to be noticed. That's big facts. Big facts. And before I close, I need to know then, since you're so big on culture. Um, favorite food. African. Oh, my my favorite food. My favorite food is wache. I love wache yeah. and heavy shito. It's oh it's God. a Ghanaian dish. You yes. know, rice and beans. Um, it's the best. That shito you know, is, a, is yeah. Shito like you like it like spicy, spicy shito or like spicy. Right? Like Come on. I want the shito. I want the shito to cover the entire bowl of wache. I don't. I I need it to be. Drenched yes, with with uh, plenty plantain, heard like you, the you. one that you yes. slice to on the side, not the one you cut in in small squares. Nah, but that's ones. my favorite dish. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Yes. I, had to, I had to. I had to. I had to do it because uh, yeah, I love food. <laughs> like yeah, Ghanaian food. food? That's oh. that one. You know, and and sometimes when I'm when I'm in the mood for it, I have to have. Kinke and sardine, yep. with, and, and again with plenty shito. Like shito is just the it's a hit. 
the, it's a hit. The, the, the hit. The hit is like, if it's, it's not right if you don't have shit on, on it. Mm-hmm. So that is it. You're a real one. You're a real one, sis. Man, I, I appreciate you. I have to mention to the listeners, I don't think y'all understand. I had to have I had to have Maria on the show. Like I was so impressed by what Dual Citizen was. I saw it was through um our, our previous guest, Jessica, who was on, and she talked about her experience being a dual citizen and how she did it. But when I saw the brand, I was like, yo, I need this. Like I need this in my life. I need my listeners to know this exists. Because the messaging behind this, I don't think, I mean, I think you're getting a sense, but I don't think you really even know what you just started, Maria. And I think it's going to be something powerful because I think we people are coming out of the woodworks and they're using this fashion to be like, yo, like, this is what I've been trying to say to others for years. Like, we just, we, 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 we're good. We're here. We're, we're going back and forth. We're not, you know, we're not ashamed of who we are anymore. And yeah. we want you to come join us. It's not just you can't sit with us. It's actually the right. opposite. Come sit, eat with us. I want you to sit with me. I want you to add to the table. Yes. And I just want you to just be a, like and, and bring more. Like yeah. this is us. There's enough. And there's enough jollof <laughs> rice and, and Hennessy and Afro beats for everybody. You feel me? <laughs> there's, there's enough. There's enough. There's plenty. There's enough. There's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty. We're, t- we're taking all types of jollof. We're taking Nigerian jollof, Ghana jollof, even Liberian, yep. African American jollof. However, you want to bring your jollof, we 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 taking it. You know, it's enough to go around. You know, and you mentioned, you know, I don't need like you said. I don't think I knew what I was doing when I created dual citizen i just said i wanted to do something that unifies us that you know shows the greatness of black people you know just just puts out empowerment you know like i keep saying this and i stand by this you know in order to go through life you definitely have to embrace who you are you know embrace your roots know your identity and value culture. And that's one thing my parents always tell me. If you don't have culture, you don't have anything. It's a guide to life. Mm -hmm. And and I believe that. And it's definitely helped me develop into the person that I am today. And that's why I can continue to put out material for the people that are rocking with me. And I do it every day and I love it. You know, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. I think that's a good way to just kind of conclude this interview, but just know that we are rooting for you over here and let us know over here in My Black is Transnational how we can continue to support. Um, we want to see this shine. We want to see this continue to reach the masses because I think what you're doing right now is going to leave a lasting impact and may continue to push this transnational agenda that I personally want to happen. And I believe we can find you on Instagram at Dual Citizen CO, right? Yes, at Dual Citizen CO. You can follow me. Um, I do follow back um, when I get the notification. So if I don't follow back immediately, please don't um, take it personal. Um, If you see me in public in Chicago, don't be afraid to speak. You know, I've had people stop me at different concerts. You're a dual citizen. Yes, I am. Give me a hug. How are you? Thanks for rocking with the brand. So 
don't ever feel intimidated to talk to me or just start a conversation via DM. Um, you know, I love it. It's a win, sis. It's a win. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I hope Thank you again, for having me. I appreciate you know, it. I hope we got we got to talk again soon. So this is not going to be the last time, but this has been fun. Um, yo, peace and blessings. Thanks to you. Don't be a stranger. I'll be more than welcome to come back and chat with you whenever you're ready. Fantastic. Take care, sis. You too, bro. Thank you. So that's going to do it for this episode of My Black is Transnational. I'd like to thank our guest, Miss Maria Ajao, for joining me and having a conversation with me on the show. Such a great time. Very excited for what's to come for the Dual Citizen brand. If you liked what you heard and you want to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast on any of your favorite podcast listening apps. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. We really appreciate your feedback. You can follow us at Black Transnational Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me personally at Black Transnational underscore. And if you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at www.blacktransnational.wixsite.com to learn more about the show and the guests and what's to come. So that's going to do it for now. I'll be signing off. My name is Dr. Kalechi Bay Lamberts. My Black is Transnational. And I hope by the end of this, yours will be too. Peace.